Hello and welcome to Perprac. I'm Kira Burkirek. And I'm Nicole Breeden. You're listening to How Are You Today, a spin-off series where we'll call an artist and check in with how coronavirus is affecting them mentally and physically and ask them to share their worries and their hopes for the future. Hello. Hey, Jeremy. Hi. Thanks um, for joining us on the call. My pleasure. We were wondering if you could kick off by unpacking a little bit how you're feeling at the moment. Yeah, I've just been running that through my mind. I think, I mean, you've called probably, I don't know, on one of the most roller coaster weeks, wow. I think, throughout the entire period. I don't know if it's because we're coming out of lockdown, but I'm yeah. beginning to, you know, really feel the, um, you know, the strain and effect this is having on a lot of peers and friends. I think people are kind of really concerned about what's happening in the future and where they're going and, um, you know, it was all such a rush and almost had elements of novelty at the start and now the reality, I think, is beginning to set in for people. So Yeah. Do you think that has a little bit to do with the fact that everybody's starting to kind of see each other again? Yeah, has that has that kind of been a, a factor? Yeah, I think, you know, that things are opening up, you know, like I think there's a, a pool for people to go back to work, but lots of people don't have work to go back to. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's a big factor. And, you know, like like where everybody in the arts is really curious to see what um, that's going to look like in yeah. the coming month or coming few months. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just for some reason this week it's really set in a little bit, yeah. the reality mm-hmm. of what the future is possibly. I've heard, um, heard a few people bring that up actually and say that and actually even people overseas in the UK also feeling it. So I'm wondering if it's also like a time thing, like it, this kind of like the momentum has finally caught up with us and we're like, oh, oh this is like, our reality now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I saw my partner's mum on the weekend and she was the first person I'd really seen face-to-face aside from my partner for like a couple of months and it was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. It's <laughs> really confronting. Being also. another human. <laughs> Serious brownie points there. Nice choice. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been in, at all like personally affected um, by, I mean, everyone's been affected in so many different mm. ways, but has there been anything that you want to share about how um, this has affected you either like personally or in your practice or professionally as well? Um Look, I've been relatively fortunate, I think, you know, I've managed to keep my casual jobs and work from home and, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm in a relatively secure position. So yeah. I, I've been really fortunate and lucky and, you know, from within that position, just like hoping to try and help others as much as possible, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's through projects or, you know, being able to communicate with them. Yeah. On a day-to-day basis, and so direct direct effects on me. Like I, yeah, like I said, I've been I've been pretty fortunate. So yeah, nothing That's I can really complain yeah. about. Yeah. Um, have you been working on any projects while you've been in isolation? Um. Yeah, we've had I've had a number of things going on. Uh, it's actually oh. you know the start of isolation was sort of great in that. Um, it gave me time to get back into the studio and like clean out the shed and um, get get in there again. And um, 
you know, then through Kings as well. I think you had Amelia on talking about the Constant Ecology Project. Yeah. Kings, Blindside, West Space and uh, Caves have been doing, commissioning eight in-home residencies. That's been really exciting to get that off the ground and, you know, support artists without outcomes necessarily in mind as well throughout this period Mm -hmm. has been really good. Um, And also through Kings, we've been, you know, we had a range of artists lined up um, for different programs throughout the year. So trying to work with them to provide additional kind of fees and funding and find different avenues to be able to like bring that to life Mm. in ways. So I've been working on those. So it's been, you know, there's been things in the works throughout the period and having isolation and being forced to stay home and focus on some things has probably been beneficial. Yeah. 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 Um, Have you found that you've created any new routines while you've been in isolation? I think listening to Radio National every morning. Um, That's actually been good. I I think like not having to travel so much has been mm, like it just kind of frees up a certain amount of time, like space for exercise and more Mm -hmm. cooking and, you know, all the things you see people on social media doing. Yeah. 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 It's funny how much kind of extra time you can extract out of the day when you kind of take, take out those little, you know, trips to and from the city or, you know, to meetings and things like that. It's like, Oh wow. How much of my day was I actually spending just getting around? Mm. Totally. And you're not getting home at six 30 and then, you know, trying to scramble things together for something to eat. So in, in that sense, it's actually quite beneficial for health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've had people with children saying that that's really great as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, being able to kind of take what could be, you know, two hours a day of travel. Yeah. And go for a walk. Yeah. Or do something that's more conducive to mental health and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, their family life and things like that. Mm-hmm. I need some Radio National in the morning, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I mean, it's kind of, it's quite repetitive because it's coronavirus yeah, yeah. or COVID-19 on tap and the global effects. But, you know, there's some good, quite intensive interviewing of different people um, in politics and across the board that, um, yeah. I um I used to listen to Radio National in the morning when I was a teenager, but I I made it a habit to set my alarm one minute after the the hour just because um of the really intense like um sound that that, that ABC Radio National always has at the start. It would like it would, I'm amazed it would, it would probably that. freak me out like <laughs> having it as my alarm every morning. Horns, get out of bed. <laughs> it sounds like they've had it since like the 40s or yeah. something oh and it God. just hasn't changed. Is there anything that you're kind of feeling worried about at the moment? You've kind of already touched on some of those things before. It's going to be very interesting to see the roll-on effect this is going to have on, you know, the arts industry and, um, yeah, I think you know, movement for people going forward in terms of, you know, career trajectory or um, opportunities 
and things for artists as well. Uh, I was thinking about this actually the other day with um, Christina Hayes, who we had on the podcast in last season. Mm-hmm. She um, is a gallery manager and she's been putting out for the gallery of um, the university that she works in at te- um, in Dallas, Texas. The mm-hmm. students are all graduating and they're doing like an online graduate exhibition and I was just thinking about how those students have had to adapt so quickly and everything that they've been Mm. working towards had to be changed to a digital format at that last moment and Mm. what what that would mean if you were being you know your first year out of art school is Mm. this next year coming and that that there are going to be very different opportunities for those artists and they may mm. be limited, they may have to be more adaptable than others and that, like you said, the trajectory is going to shift, I think, and we don't know what that looks like yet but I think we need to make sure that we um, give especially really young emerging artists spaces or opportunities to grab onto something because they might be very mm. easily left behind because there's not a physical space to show or yeah. um, they might have mm. a year or two with nothing on their CV. Oh, they might be also, Definitely. you know, missing those practical skills that mm. somebody's there to literally teach them, like, he's had a hang of painting. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, of course. Mm. And, you know, like um, I've noticed with a lot of, you know, the huge amount of grants and quick turnaround things that have come out a lot of the younger artists or people that are fresh out of art school are exempt mm. um, you know you have to have at least x amount of years of experience yeah totally and it has yeah. to be demonstrated in your cv and you know they're hard enough to get at the best of times so if you're fresh out and you don't really have any of that background or the vocabulary to be able to speak and to being that able space. to um you know like just knock together a really quick application and yeah know how how to you know what they're what they're asking for like what they really want to hear from you mm. in that kind of time like yeah, yeah I still don't know what they're asking for <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah it took me years to be able to craft that um to even be able to kind of feel confident in going into just you know calling someone up at a grants office or anything like that and not having um, that support or like physically being mm. able to be around your peers at this time to ask for help like how many conversations have you had with your friends like at the pub mm. or you know catching up over a coffee or whatever to talk those th- things through and when you don't have mm. that um, you know place to be in the presence of each other to support each other mm-hmm. that's that's going to be really tough and I think we need to be mindful that you know, there's going to be certain people who are more disadvantaged than others and making sure that we hold space for those um, that need it. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, working in that emerging artist sphere, like it's really pronounced. Mm. And, you know, like you're saying, a lot of students now shifting to trying to do things digitally or remotely. I mean, they, they don't even have the same facilities to yeah. generate work or which might be the first images that the first artworks that they'd make that they get images of to get shows. And yeah. so what do some of those totally. kind of, you know, lines of engagement mean now and how mm. can they be supported? Yeah. I think moving yeah. forward. Yeah, like all of my first 
images for of my work was shot in my studio at uni like mm. and those white walls around it became you know oh look it looks like it's in a gallery <laughs> yeah well, you had yeah. you had you know those facilities and resources available yeah you know, a lot of mm. people wouldn't have them at home mm-hmm. for sure um, yeah so on a slightly more positive note is there anything mm. is there anything that you're hopeful for moving into the future I think, you know, I think I think people have like really risen to the occasion on lots of accounts to try to support um, each other. I mean, I've had such great connections with friends over this period mm-hmm. where sometimes we can go like almost a month or two months without seeing each other. And it's like, oh, we talk on a regular basis yeah. and catch up. So cultivating and keeping some of those relationships going would be really amazing and I think it's something that we've all craved but just haven't found time for and so we'll be able to do that and yeah similarly with the arts and getting to work with you know the you know great people at West Base and Blindside and Caves and everybody just wants to help Mm. and support each other and I don't know if we can keep some of those connections alive and find ways to you know, be able to access funds to do that, I think will be really generative space moving forward. Yeah, that's really nice. I'm really hopeful for that too. So thanks for sharing that. Well, we might leave it there, but thank you so much for speaking with us today. It was really lovely to check in with you. My pleasure. Thank you. And for anyone listening, do you have a public Instagram or website that you would like to share? Uh, you can find me at jeremyeaton.org. I'm an organization, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, jeremy.w.eaton is my Instagram. Cool. Thank you so right, much. Thanks so much, Jeremy. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye. We respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we have recorded and pay respect to elders past, present and emerging and the elders of the land on which this podcast reaches you on today. We extend that respect to all First Nations people listening and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. How Are You Today has been generously supported by the City of Melbourne's Quick Response Grants. Follow us at ProPrac Podcast on Instagram or email us at ProPracPod at gmail.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever you listen to podcasts on. Please stay in touch. We'd love to hear what you're up to as well.